Thanks for listening in to the Calvary Podcast, coming to you from Miami, Florida. We're so glad you've joined us. We hope today's message will encourage you and remind you that God is with you and He's for you. Here's today's message. Today we're looking at Moses. Go to Hebrews chapter 12. We're going to read one verse. This is the base verse for the series, what we're going to be talking about for the next uh, four to five weeks. Verse 1, it says this. If you're there, can you say amen? amen? He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. He says, since we have a great cloud of witnesses, right? The writer of Hebrews is saying we have a great cloud of witnesses. Who, who are these witnesses? It's the heroes that have gone before us, right? We, we got heroes that have lived out this faith years before we got here, and they finished the race. They served God well. They were faithful to God. They, they now are in heaven, and they are gathering all around our lives, and they're saying, you can do it. You can make it. If God used me, he can use you. If God did something in my life, he can do it in your life. Come on. And they're cheering us on. Those are the heroes that we're talking about. We're looking at Moses today. Go to Exodus. Go to the beginning of the Bible. We're not going to be in Revelation today. Not yet. Go to Exodus all the way in the beginning. Second book of the Bible. Exodus chapter 3. Go to Exodus chapter 3. We're going to talk about Moses. Anybody love Moses? As you're going there, can you look at your neighbor and tell him you look absolutely phenomenal this morning? Come on, look at your neighbor and tell him your hair looks amazing even though you got rained on. I want to welcome every single person that maybe you're sitting in our additional seating area. Thank you for joining us. If you're watching across Facebook Live or live stream, thank you for tuning in. Maybe you stayed home. It was flooded. Whatever the case was, we're glad that you're still tuning in and watching church. And everybody listening on Life FM right now, come on, we're on the radio across the city. Can you welcome everybody? All right. Exodus chapter 3, beginning in verse 1, it says this. Now Moses, he was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness. And he came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And it says there, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not what? It didn't burn up. So Moses thought, okay, I'll go over there and I'll see this strange sight. Why does the bush burn and not burn up? When the Lord saw that he had gone over to look at it, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses says, here I am. God says, do not come any closer. God says, take off your sandals for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses, he hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I've indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt, and I've heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I'm concerned about their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, the land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, a whole lot of ites, Jebusites. And now the cry of the Israelites has reached me, and I've seen the way the Egyptians are oppressing them. Verse 10, last one. So now go. I am sending who? He says, I am sending you, Moses. He goes, I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. 
Today, I want to talk about Moses over the next 20, 25, 30 minutes. I want to talk about Moses. If you're writing notes, you can just write Moses at the top. We're looking at different heroes over the next five, six weeks. Yeah, we talked about Hannah today. I love Moses. I love the story of Moses, and I hope that it can encourage us as we speak on his life. Amen? Amen. Come on, why don't we close our eyes by our head. Let's ask God to bless his time. Father, we thank you so much. We thank you for this morning. We thank you for what you're doing across the life of our community, of this family, across the church. Thank you for every person visiting us for the first or second time. Thank you that we can call this place home. God, I thank you for the 9 a.m. What a beautiful service. Thank you for this 11 a.m., the 1 p.m. and our 7 p.m. tonight down in our city campus. God, we love you, Jesus. I pray that today you would lift up every head. I pray that you would encourage us. Thank you that we can gather together in your house to worship your name, the name that is above every name. Your, your name has power. Your name has life. Your name has salvation. Your name has healing. And there's no other name like the name of Jesus. We worship you today. We give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise. And all of God's people say, Amen. Oh, come on. All of God's people say, Amen. Can you give Jesus one more shout of praise? Come on. I really, I really love the story of Moses, right? I, I grew up in church my whole life, so I've been hearing about Moses my entire life growing up, right? Has anybody ever heard of Moses? Three people, right? Come on, has anybody ever heard of Moses? Right, we've heard of Moses and we've seen Moses. Moses to me is such an interesting and intriguing character, and I love to talk about Moses because Moses was a man of flaws, Moses was a man who had some issues in his life, right? The more we study Moses and the more you can break down his life, you will see that Moses had some serious issues within his heart, within his soul. He was a man that at times just had things that he had to work out with God and problems on the inside. Can anybody relate to Moses and say, I got some issues in my life as well? It actually, it actually brings me a little bit of, of, of relief when I study Moses, when I look at Moses, because I'm like, wait a minute, if God can use a man with a whole lot of issues, then certainly God can use me. Because we think that God can't use people with issues. Like usually when we see people got issues or broken things in their life, we usually throw them away. Right, like, like if you, I'll give you a perfect example. Miami sports fans, all right? <laughs> Miami sports fans. When a team is doing fantastic, you will go to the stadium, you will go to an arena, and that thing is rocking, it is sold out, it is amazing. The four years that LeBron was here, you couldn't even get inside the arena, it was hard to get a ticket, right? And as soon as he left, and we had basically no team, and now the coach is making some calls, and we don't make the playoffs, what do people do? Get rid of the coach! Get rid of everybody. This team is horrible. I'm not going to go support this thing. Is Remember when the Marlins won the World Series, right? Twice, right? In 1997 and in 2003, right? We won the World Series. That stadium was packed. I remember growing up, going to watch the Marlins in Joe Robbie Stadium. Everybody remember when it was called Joe Robbie Stadium? And going to support the Marlins and everybody, Marlins, Marlins, Marlins. And that thing is packed and it's sold out. Now you look at the stadium and there's three people in there. Nobody supports the Marlins, right? It's like, get rid of this person, get rid of that. We love our favorite athlete until he has a bad game, right? We love our favorite athlete. Oh, I love him. He's my favorite player. You know every shot. You know every detail. You know every statistic about this player until he either strikes out or misses a three-point when the buzzer is about to hit. And all of a sudden, you're like, trade him. <laughs> oh, my God, he's horrible. 
How could he miss that? We pay him millions. You don't pay one dime for his salary, but you say, we pay him millions for, the, for him to do this. We lost. You don't even play one game, but you either win or lose. You include yourself, right? And we write people off because they either have a bad day or an issue in their life. You know, we, we do the same thing with our lives, right? All of a sudden, there's something in our lives. We think that God can't do anything great with our lives because we got some broken areas on the inside. We think that God can't do anything great with us because we got some issues on the inside, right? And here's the big problem. We think that anything that is broken or anything that has some issues, it is unusable and of no good. We think that anything that is broken or has issues, it is broken, it is no good, and we can't use it. This is how we, we view things. We say, wait a minute, this, this can't be used. This is of no good. You know, you know what I really think we have? I really think we have an eye problem, right? I really think a lot of us have an eye problem. You're sitting in here like, I don't have an eye problem. I'm good. I, I don't have it. I think we have an eye problem. You know what the eye problem is? I think we, this is our problem. I have too many issues. I can't serve God. I don't know the Bible well enough. I've been through a divorce. I'm going through a separation. I've sinned too much. I've made too many mistakes. I've got some deep in. We got an eye issue in our lives. I can't join Dream Team. I can't go to Growth Track because you don't know what I've been through. You don't know some of the things that I... Let, leave your eye alone for just a second. I got some good news. We are not God. We are not God. We usually throw broken things away, but we have a God that uses broken things anyway. This is the God that we have. We think that th things that are broken, falling apart, we will not use it. But God calls us even when our lives look like a mess. This is the God that we have. He calls us and he knows us and he says, I have a plan and a purpose for your life. And maybe you're in here thinking, not today, certainly not me. If you only know what I've been through, if you only know my life, Alex, if you only knew, this is going through your mind. This is what you are thinking. And God says, it doesn't matter what you can do, trust what I can do. It doesn't matter who you are, trust that I am that I am. It doesn't matter where you've been. Trust that I'm in it. Trust that I am God. Come on. Can anybody be glad for the God that we serve? This is God. Maybe you're in here today saying, Alex, I can't. I want to tell you God can't. And to the level that you allow God to do something in you is the level that God will do something through you. God wants to work out something on the inside of you besides your issue. It doesn't, in spite of your issues, God wants to use you. I love Moses, right? We look at the story of Moses, and, and Moses is just such an interesting character. He's one of my favorite. One of my favorite heroes in the Bible is Moses. And at this point in the Bible, we pick it up in Exodus chapter 3. We pick it up basically almost midpoint in his life. He's now 40 years old, and he's in the desert tending sheep. We're talking about heroes, and some of us are probably like, he's tending sheep? I don't want that to be my hero. He's walking around with a bunch of sheep. Like, that's boring. Have you ever been around sheep? That's boring. They smell. They stink. Like, this is our hero mode. But Moses wasn't supposed to be around the sheep. He ended up there because of certain issues. We'll look at those issues in just a moment. Moses is in the desert, and, and the Bible says he's walking. He's taking care of his father-in-law's sheep, right? And he's there walking through the desert, and all of a sudden he sees a bush that is on fire, but the bush is not burned, right? It's not consumed. Moses is walking around with sheep everywhere. <laughs> he looks at a fire, and he's like, oh, my God, Lord Jesus is a fire. And he sees a fire, and he sees that the bush is not consumed, so he gets closer to the bush, right? That's what we read. He gets closer to the bush. 
As he gets closer to the bush, what happens? All of a sudden, Moses hears his name called out. Right, he gets closer. He's like, oh my God, what is this? This is weird. All of a sudden, he hears, Moses. <laughs> Moses. And he's like, oh my God, oh my God, who, who's, who is this? Who is this? All of a sudden, he realized God is calling his name. I want to tell you today, we have a God that knows your name. Maybe you think God has forgotten about you. Maybe you think God doesn't know your situation. God doesn't know what you're going through. We have a God that knows you by name. Today, he's calling you by your name. It doesn't matter how far you are. He's calling you Carlos. He's calling you Phil. He's calling you Mike. He's calling you Steph. He's saying, I know your name. And he says, Moses, you've been running for 40 years, but I've got you on target. I know your name. And he calls Moses out. And Moses is like, oh, my God, the fire is speaking to me, right? This is weird. And all of a sudden, take off your sandals because where you are standing is holy ground. Woo! God is amazing. He is standing in God's presence. You know what I love about God? He invites us into his presence. We have a God that wants us to know him, and he wants to know us. Maybe you're here today and say, he wants to know my neighbor. He wants, to, he wants to know the person I said hi to at the beginning. Certainly not me. He wants to know you. And he's inviting you into a relationship with him. I don't know if somebody's told you otherwise. I don't know if you grew up hearing something else. I'm here to tell you besides your issues, in spite of your issues, God is inviting you into a relationship with him. And he says, come into my presence and I'll enter into your life. Where you are standing is holy ground. We have a God that wants to know us. And he says, Moses... I have a plan and a purpose for your life. And he begins to give Moses all these details about what's going on and how he's going to use Moses. He says, my people back in Egypt, they're going through some stuff, and I've heard their cry, and I'm going to go save them. God hears your cry, by the way. And maybe you think God doesn't hear you. God doesn't know what you're going through. God hears every single cry. And he said, I'm going to go save them, and I'm going to use you, Moses. Now, you can imagine Moses. Mo Moses has, has issues. Remember, he, he has some serious, serious issues. In fact, when God begins to talk to him, the Bible says that he is now afraid, and he covers his face. He's like, oh, my God, God's speaking to me. This is crazy. He covers his face. He is afraid. Moses has fear issues in his life. He's afraid. He said, oh, you're, you're going to use me? How are you going to use me? I mean, not me. Certainly, I mean, are you sure you're talking? Is there another Moses here? Is it a little baby sheep called Moses? I don't know who you're calling Moses, but, but certainly not me. And he says, I'm calling you, and I'm going to use you, Moses. Moses had been running from Egypt, and he ended up in the desert because he was afraid. He was afraid, and he ended up in a safe place called the desert. You know what I think? I think a lot of us like safe places. The first thing we need to understand from Moses' life is that we need to leave safe. We need to leave that safe place. I, I don't know where you are in your life, but can I tell you, I know that humanity, our tendency is to be in a safe place. We were at a wedding last night. We had a wedding last night, and you know the weather's been crazy all week long, and this was an outdoor wedding, right? So all of us are outside, and, and there's a little house with a roof, and it's just sprinkling. It's not even like raining. It's just sprinkling, and everybody is like just tied up under the roof. Like nobody's stepping out because nobody wants to get wet, right? Like if we're afraid of the rain, everybody wants to be in a safe place. No, what about if lightning strikes? What about if something happens? No, we're all in a safe place. I said, like, come on, it's not raining that hard. Let's go sit down. No, we want to be in a safe place. Humanity wants, maybe like, Alex, I'm a risk taker. Well, I've known some risk takers that have some safe areas of their life. Right? I know people that have gone skydiving but still are afraid to be in a long, committed relationship and get married. So they'll jump out of a plane, but they won't commit to somebody for the rest of their life. We want to be in a safe place. I know people that will bungee jump. 
Ah, I got an adrenaline. I'm an adrenaline junkie, right? <laughs> they'll bungee jump. They'll do all that, but they're afraid to break up with that boyfriend or girlfriend that is toxic in their life because that's their safe place, and that's where they feel like somebody can love them and tell them who they are. We, we like the safe place, but we need, to, we need to leave safe if we're going to live by faith. Living by faith does not call us to live in a safe place. Like God did not call us to live a safe life. He called us to live a faith life. Right? And, and we love, safe is a dangerous place. I wonder if some of us are in a safe place. Moses, he grew up in Egypt, right? He was born and raised in Egypt. He was an Israelite, a Hebrew, but they thought he was Pharaoh's daughter. So he was really almost a mix of two, really a, a Hebrew living in between a whole bunch of Egyptians. As he grew older, 40 years passes by, and he sees that one day an Egyptian is beating up a Hebrew. And so he gets in between, and he ends up killing the Egyptian. And he's so scared that he buries the Egyptian. And then the next day he finds out that Pharaoh's after him and that Pharaoh's going to kill him. And the Bible says that Moses is afraid, so he runs and he leaves Egypt and he goes to the desert. He's in a safe place. I wonder if today God is calling some of us to something and we're in a safe place. Moses said, I want to use you. God told Moses, I want to use you. God said, I'm going to use you to go back to Egypt and free my people. Now, now this is what I think is crazy. This is what I think is crazy. God calls Moses... Back to the same place that he left out of. Like, like Moses left out of Egypt afraid, fearful. He leaves Egypt and God says, I'm calling you to go back to Egypt. Many of us are running from the very same place God is calling us to. Right? Some of us, we are running from a marriage when God says, I'm not calling you to run from it. I'm calling you to go back and fix it because I'm the God that can restore it. I'm the God that can make it new. Go talk to your husband. Go talk to your wife. Come on. We're running from whatever God is calling us to. Maybe some of us, were running from a relationship that has been broken and we're holding a grudge against somebody and you're running from it when God says, I want you to run to it and forgive your brother, forgive your sister and get it right. Maybe, maybe today God is calling you to join a connect group. We've been talking about it for months, and you're like, a connect group? Alex, I won't go to a connect group. I mean, what about if I go to a connect group, and there's just like weird people, you know, it's just weird. <laughs> I go into a house, and it's just going to be weird. Like, I'm, I got no way out. Once you're in there, you're stuck. I can't get out. That's not how it is, right? <laughs> you're running from the very same thing that God is calling you to. What about if you go in there and you find some faithful people who love you, who become your family and pray for you and pick you up, and they become more than life friends? Come on. What about if you're running from growth track and God says, go find out where your gifts and your talents are. Go find out my purpose that I have in you. Some of us, we're running from the very same thing that God is calling us to. Because we're walking by sight, not by faith. But 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7 says that we walk by faith, not by leave safe. Somebody say, leave safe. What I love about Moses is that Moses probably had a bunch of excuses. Like Moses probably was like, no, God, I can't do it. God, I can't. I, I mean, you just know the list. Some of the excuses that he tells God, you can read it right there in Exodus, right? And he was probably afraid when he stepped out. But what I love about it is that he goes anyway. Like you, you can step out even when you're afraid. Some of us are like, Alex, but I'm not, not going to join a connect group. I'm afraid. Do it anyways. Even if you show up to the house like, oh, this is gonna, I know it's going to be weird people in here, man. Just do it anyways. Right? I'm not going back to that marriage, man. If I go back right now, man, God, God you're not going to work this out. Do it anyways. Like Moses probably wasn't fearless, but he was faithful. God is not calling us to be fearless, but he is calling us to be faithful. 
Right? Some of us are like, Alex, I can't do it. We think that living by faith means that we have no fear. That's not what it is. You can have fear and still say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to obey you. I'm going to step out even if I have fear in my life. A lot of us, what we do is that we laugh at people who step out because we're afraid. Right? We look at Peter. We're like, Peter, you're crazy jumping out of the boat. Right? If we were in the boat, we wouldn't step out the way Peter did. I know if I was in that boat, I'm like, Peter, you're crazy. I think that's a ghost out there, number one. Number two, I'm wearing nice clothes. I'm not going to get wet. Number three, it is raining. This is crazy. You're out of your mind, Peter. And we, we talk about Peter all we want. But he did it even though he was afraid. At least he stepped out. And at least he witnessed the miracle of walking on water. Say what you want, but he stepped out. Say what you want, but he left safe. Some of us, we need to leave safe today. What's the area in your life that God is calling you to leave? And he's saying, get out of that comfortable spot. Get out of that comfortable place where you've been for a long time. There's a ministry over your life. There's a purpose over your life. There's gifts and talents on the inside of you. And you've been in a safe place. But I'm telling you today that if, unless you leave safe, you cannot live by faith. Safe is a dangerous place. This is what happens to Moses. The second thing that we need to do is that we need to switch focus. Somebody say switch focus. Right, like, like here's God talking to Moses, and Moses begins to have a dialogue with God as if God doesn't know everything that Moses has. He's like, God, are you sure it's me? God, are you sure you're talking to me? I mean, do you know me, God? God, I got some issues in my life. And he's, he, he begins to list all these, all these issues in his life. Like, God, are you sure you're looking at me? God, I think you're looking at somebody. Maybe, maybe some ladies can relate. Any husbands with me that sometimes you ask your wife for something is and you can't find it? Everybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right? Like you're in your pantry. You're like, babe, where's the cereal we bought? Or you're in your refrigerator. Babe, where's that cheese we bought? Or, babe, I can't find my sweater. And she's like, it's in there to the left. And you're just like, oh, my God, where is it? She's a liar. God, heal her right now in Jesus' name. <laughs> she ate that cheese in my sweater. She threw it away. It's not in here, right? Anybody know what I'm talking about? All the ladies know what I'm talking about? You'll be in there for two hours. And all of a sudden, your wife comes out and she's like, excuse me, can you move really quick? Here you go. It's right here. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And I'm like, you got the gift of discernment. God just made that appear out of nowhere. I don't know how you did that. That's amazing. A lot of us, God is calling our name and this is how we are. God, are you sure you're calling me? Who are you calling? I'm, are, you, are you sure? Our focus is on the wrong place. And God says, stop looking at yourself. I know every issue you got. I know everything that you've been going through. I want you to look at me because the power is not in you. The power is in me. You're not going to step out in your own strength. You're going to step out on my strength. I haven't called you to step out in your own name. I've called you to step out in my name. But we're looking at ourselves. God... Are you sure? As if we got the power. As if we're miracle workers. God, are you sure of me? God, God, you know me. Moses says, I can't even speak straight. I stutter. I can't speak to Pharaoh. God, I got anger issues. I killed an Egyptian. God, I left Egypt in fear. God is calling some of us and we're like, God, I can't do it. God, I've sinned too much. I've messed up too much. You know some of the, you know some of the thoughts I've had? God, you know what's been through my mind? God, you know some of the things that I've thought in my head? You know some of the things that I've said with my mouth? On the way over here, I cursed my wife out. I cursed my husband out. You know the way I spoke to my children? You know what I did at my job? And we're saying all these excuses. And God is like, when I called you, I'm not calling you because of how great you are. I'm calling you because of how great I am. Switch your focus. 
looking at the wrong thing. God says, don't look at yourself. Look at me. I know you got issues. That's why I called you, because when I do it, you won't get the glory. I'll get the glory. This is what we need to know this morning. Forget who you are and focus on the I am. I know. I know you've been through some stuff. I know you've been through some challenges. I know you said you were going to change and you asked for forgiveness a hundred times, a hundred times over it. And I know you said you were never going to do that again. And, and I know you, you've been in church and fallen back and been in church and fallen back again. And you're saying, God, I don't want to do this again. God, I don't want to go through this again. And God is like, I'm calling you. I'm calling you. I know. I know what you've been through. I know how many times you've failed. I know the issues in your life. I, I made you. You know what I love about this? He called Moses in spite of his issues, right? And he called Moses knowing he was going to fail in the future. Because if you read Moses' story, Moses failed a whole lot afterwards. Like one time, he was supposed to speak to a rock so that water would come out. He hit that rock with a stick. You know that boy had anger issues. He said, can you speak to the rock and water will come out? Yeah, I'll speak to the rock. God, God you get these people water right now. It's like, oh. Moses had like his license suspended, road rage, all that, you know. And that's after God called him. Like, like some of us, we think that God doesn't know even the future. God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up again. Ah, why make a commitment right now? Why join Dream Team? Why become a leader? Why start serving? Why go to Connect Group? Why believe once again? God, you know I fail in all commitment. He knows. Switch your focus. The power is not in you. The power is in him. God, but me, is tell him it's I am that I am. And Moses probably, what, what does that even mean, God? Whatever you're not, I am. Whatever you lack, he has. You're not smart enough, it don't matter. I am wisdom. Oh, you're not good enough, it's okay. I am great. Oh, God, I stutter, it don't matter. I am the almighty. Come on, I spoke stars into existence. I made the universe. I can use your mouth. I can use your body. It doesn't matter what you don't have. Come on, we have I am that I am. This morning, stop looking at your lack and look at I am that I am. He wants to use you. He has plans and power for your life. Come on, somebody say I am. We got to look at the I am. It's not what I'm not, it's that we got the I am. He's on my side. He's for me. And as long as God is for me, nothing can stand against me all the days of my life. I know I failed, but God has called me. I know I got issues, but God still calls me. And he calls me by name. He's a good God. Got to leave safe. Switch focus. Third and finally, we need to step out. Somebody say step out. Moses was afraid. Moses was fearful. Moses probably had everything running through his mind. And he said, but what, what can I do? Are you sure, God? And God's like, I'm, I'm going to go before you. Why don't you just go to Egypt? Imagine if Moses never went to Egypt, right? Like, okay, just imagine this is the scene. Imagine Moses, he's standing before God, and he's like, I want you to go to Egypt, and I want you to free my people. And imagine Moses goes, hey, listen, God, thank you for the offer. This is amazing. Glad that you considered me. Um, I would have taken the job, but I got a lot of issues, and I'm just going to stay with the sheep. It's a little bit safer. Um, Pharaoh, he's a little out of his mind, and uh, I'm just going to stay with sheep. Thank you, but no thank you. Love you, God, right? 
Like imagine if Moses would have done that, right? Imagine what he would have missed out on. He, he would have not, but he would not have seen himself go to Egypt and, and stand before Pharaoh and say, let my people go. He would have missed out on that opportunity. He would have missed out on watching God demonstrate his miracles with the, with the plagues, right? So you don't want to let my people go? My God, it's been raining in Miami. My God's going to make it rain frogs all over Egypt. Watch. Seeing frogs fall over everywhere. Like he, would have, he would have missed out on that. Oh, oh you don't want to let go of my people? Okay, all your rivers are going to turn to blood. Watch this. What? He would have missed out on that. He would have been with little sheep. Man, <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> Right. He would have missed out when Pharaoh finally gives in and says, okay, my, I'll let them go. Your people can go with you. Stepping right before the Red Sea and God says, stretch out your staff. And as he stretches out the staff, the Red Sea begins to part and literally dry ground begins to open up. Like we read this, but this actually happened and they begin to walk on dry ground. And as they begin to walk on dry ground, and as they're getting to the other side, they look back and Pharaoh and all the Egyptians are coming after them. And the Bible says when all of them made it to the other side, all of a sudden the sea comes back and all the Egyptians drowned. He would have missed seeing that miracle. He would have missed waking up every morning and seeing fresh manna that God provided food for them. He would have missed seeing the cloud and he would have missed seeing the pillar of fire that guided them by day and by night. All the miracles that Moses would have missed if he would have not stepped out. Really feel this in my heart this morning. Some of you, you need to step out or you're going to miss out on some miracles that God wants to do in your life. There's some things that God wants to do in your life. There's some powerful things that God is about to break loose over your life. But unless you step out, you will not be able to see the miracle. And God says, if you trust me, if you leave safe, if you understand who I am, if you understand who is calling you, you will leave that safe place. You will switch your focus. You will step out and I can make the Red Sea split again. I can make manna fall again. I'll provide for you. I'll make a miracle for you. I'll restore your family. I'll make a way for your marriage. I'll make a way in the city. I can use your hand. Trust me. It's not your power. It's my power. Come on. This is the God that we have. He's a good God and he's worthy to be praised. Come on. If you believe it, can you lift up every hand? Can you lift up every voice? Come on. There is no rival. There is no equal. Come on. Let's sing it out. You have no Church with every voice lifted. And yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name of the things. What a powerful name it is! What a powerful name is the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, with every eye closed, every head bowed, all across this place. All across the auditorium, all across the additional seating. Every eye closed, every head bowed. I really believe that the Holy Spirit is here. And I felt it from this morning that some people, you were going to get a breakthrough this morning. 
some chains were going to be broken over you. You've been living in a safe place. And you kept giving, you kept giving God excuse after excuse after excuse. And God is calling you to something that you've been running from. There's some people in this room right now, you know exactly what God is speaking to you about. I really believe that God is here in this moment. And he's calling you to step out. I want to pray for every single person that says, Alex, I'm in a safe place. I've been comfortable for way too long. I've been hiding from God in the desert. And I know he's calling me. I know he's calling my name. God says, it's not over. It's not over. It's not over. I got plans for you. It's not over. My hand is on you. It's not over. It's not over. Your best days are not behind you, Moses. Your best days are ahead of you. It doesn't matter what you did when you were in Egypt as a young man. Oh, if you only know, I'm about to split the Red Sea. I'm about to provide manna for you. God says, your best days are ahead of you. You're going to see my miracle. You're going to see my hand. If that's you, I want to pray for you in just a moment. With every eye closed, every head bowed, I was just praying right now. I just, I just sense in my spirit that there's somebody in here with a heart condition. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's high blood pressure. I don't know if they told you that one of your, one of your arteries were clogged. I don't know what it is. You've been having heart problems. I, I rarely do this, but I just sensed it right now. If you're in here and you're saying, that's me, I, I have an issue with my heart right now. I want you to lift up your hand right now. I want to pray for you. Wherever you're at, just raise your hand. Whether you're in the auditorium or in the additional seating, if that's you, with every eye closed, every, heart, every head bowed, just raise your hand. I'm going to ask some of the pastors, if you see people with your hands raised, can you step out of your chair right now and begin to pray for them? Father, right now, any person with any artery issues, any heart issues in this place, I ask in the mighty name of Jesus that you begin to heal them right now. You are a healer. You are God, our healer. Jesus, you created our body. You can heal our body. Your word says that you are the God that heals us. God, right now I ask for healing, God, for that heart condition. I ask for healing. God, you can turn an old heart and make it a new heart. Thank you, Jesus. We ask that you begin to heal right now in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, God. Pastors, if you can be moving around the auditorium, every pastor, every leader, just begin to move around the auditorium. If that's you, if you're in here today and you say, Alex, I've been in a safe place. Today, God is telling me, leave safe, switch focus, step out. I've been too comfortable in my relationship with God. I've been too comfortable in my walk. I've stepped back. I've been in the desert. I've been hiding. But today, I want to step out. Can you just raise your hand while every eyes closed? One, two, three. Raise your hand all over this place. Hands raised up everywhere. Connect group leaders, I'm going to ask you if you can step out as well and help me to pray all over the auditorium. Just begin to lay hands over somebody. Ask God to lead you. If you want to, you can, if you feel it, speak prophecy over somebody's life. Come on, come on. We're believing the Holy Spirit is here in this moment. Come on, just begin to move all across the auditorium. I need every pastor, every leader walk, walking across the auditorium. Come on, we're going to worship God one more time. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you begin to move all across this auditorium right now. God, I believe in your healing power, and I believe that you will break every single bondage. I believe that as you're calling people to leave the safe place, Holy Spirit, you'll begin to fall on them. Your anointing breaks the yoke in Jesus' mighty name. God, I pray that people will step out into the destiny, into the purpose, into the plan that you have for their life. You're calling them to leave safe. You're telling them to put their eyes on you, and you're telling them to step out and trust and believe that the power is not in them, but that the power is in you. Jesus, right now, I 
pray that you set people free of any past guilt, of any past mistakes. It is not from you. There is now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. Father, have your way in this place. Open eyes and set people free. Come on, let's lift it up. Come on, let's worship him. with every eye closed we're going to say one last prayer and we're out of here i would hate to finish service without giving you an opportunity to start a relationship with jesus i really believe that god is in this place and he he loves us so much there's people in here that god loves you so much you could never imagine how much god loves you maybe you're in the auditorium maybe you're in the additional seating and you think god can't love you you think you've done too much wrong too many mistakes i'm here to tell you god loves you Maybe you walked in here with guilt on your shoulders. Maybe you walked in here with shame on you. Religion says shame on you. Jesus says shame off you. With every eye closed and every head bowed all across the auditorium, the additional seating, if you're listening on the radio or watching online, every eye closed, every head bowed. The Bible says that all of us are sinners. There's not one perfect person in this place. We've all sinned. We've all failed. And the Bible says that sin separates us from God. But that God loved humanity so much that he sent his one and only son, Jesus. Jesus came and he grabbed all of my sin, all of your sin, all of our flaws, all of our issues, every mistake we've made. And the Bible says that Jesus carried the sins of the world on his shoulders and he went up on a cross. And the Bible says that Jesus died for our sins. You and I can never pay for our own sins, but Jesus paid it for us. Maybe you're in here saying, I but you don't know what I've done. I don't know, but God knows. And the beautiful thing about the gospel, the beautiful thing about God is that he knows and he loves you still. And he's calling you into a relationship with him. Jesus died on that cross for us. He went down to a grave. He was in a grave for three days. And the Bible says that on the third day, he rose from the dead. Jesus is alive today. He's the hope that you've been looking for. He's that peace that you've been searching for. He's the answer that you've been desperate for. Jesus, he is Savior. And today he wants to forgive you. Today you can begin life again. Today he wants to forgive you of all of your sins. Today he can wipe every single sin out of our lives and give us a clean slate to begin. With every eye closed, every head bowed, 
for privacy and concentration. I'm going to count to three, and I believe when I count to three, hands are going to go up across this auditorium in the additional seating. If you're watching online, you're going to raise your hand. And if you're saying, Alex, I need forgiveness. I want a relationship with God. I want Jesus to come into my life. I want you to raise your hand right where you're at. I'm just going to see you for just one second. Hold it up just for a few seconds. After I see you, you can put your hand right back down. It's between you and God. Every eye closed, every head bowed, hands going up already. At the count of three, you raise your hand. One, two, three. Raise your hand all across this auditorium. Can you raise it up as high as you can? As high as you can. Just one more second. I see you. 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 Amazing. God bless you. Amazing. Awesome. And the additional seating. Anybody else who raise your hand? Father, we thank you for all these hands that have been raised. Every person making a decision. I pray that you seal this moment with your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. With all our eyes closed and head bowed, I believe God is here in this moment. I'm going to say a simple prayer. All of you who raise your hand, I want you to repeat this prayer with me. My prayer doesn't save anybody. It's what we're doing through the prayer is just putting our faith in Jesus that saves us. You can talk to God any place, anywhere. I'm just making this first prayer easy for you. But he's waiting to hear from you. In fact, the whole church, let's say this together out loud. Repeat after me. We're going to say it together as a family. And the Bible says if we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord, we will be saved. I want you to say, Father, thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity. I admit that I'm a sinner and that my sin separates me from you. Jesus, I believe you're the Son of God, that you died for my sins, and on the third day, you resurrected. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my savior. Jesus, today I'm forgiven, I am saved, and I'm healed. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Come on, Calvary, can we put our hands together?